Welcome to Quilting on the Side, the podcast where we uncover the secrets to turning your passion for quilting into a profitable side hustle. I'm Tori from the Quilt Patch by Tori. And I'm Andy from True Blue Quilts. And together, we're your co-hosts on this exciting journey of creativity, entrepreneurship, and all things quilting. We're here to help you navigate the world of quilt pattern design, course creation, digital marketing, and running an online quilt business. We've been through the ups and downs ourselves, so we know what it takes to make money from your favorite hobby. That's right, Tori. We're going to share our experiences on how we've grown our businesses while balancing family with other paying work responsibilities. It's not always easy, but it's definitely possible. We are so excited today to have Sherry with us from Rebecca May Designs. She has published in magazines. She's got Block of the Month national programs, and she's even got some adventure travel things going on in her quilting business. So I'm thrilled to have you here to share with us a little bit about your journey, Sherry. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. I'm excited to be here too. And um, I don't know if you shared with Tori that we were roommates several years ago now. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just starting and, out um, yeah. when we went to SoPro and uh, Sherry, just, she was brave enough to accept an a stranger invitation for a roommate at a convention. And yeah, it's been great to keep in touch, even though we're on opposite sides of the country. I uh, follow all your quilting adventures um, and, and cheer you on from afar. So for Tori and the rest of our audience, Sherry, tell us a little bit about how you got started quilting and when it became a business. Okay. Um, so. Um, I, let's see, I started my quilting business in 2012 and it was actually not necessarily intentional. I was doing a lot of craft fairs and just making things and selling them. And, um, I, at the time was making a lot of mittens from recycled or upcycled wool sweaters. and. I was selling so many of them. I thought, oh, geez, maybe I should write the instructions and, you know, show people how to make them and they can make their own. And I mean, I had really I had literally made hundreds of them. And um, so I decided to do to to try it. And I wrote the instructions and I put them on Etsy and it the pattern just started selling. And I was like, oh wow, like, this is great. Maybe I should try other things. So, um, you know, I've always sewn things. Um, I've, I've been a quilter since I was in college. And, um, but I loved making things for the home and curtains and, you know, bags and all kinds of things. But uh, quilting was really my passion. And, um, in my mind, much easier to write the instructions for quilting than, you know, how to make, you know, curtains that fit a particular window and things like that. So 
I just decided to start writing quilt patterns and um, I started my website, which is um, a combination of my daughter's middle names. They were young at the time and um, I didn't foresee maybe some confusion that it might bring in the future. <laughs> but um, anyway, so yes, so I, I started, uh, I think my second pattern was a block of the month. And at the time, I didn't even realize that block of the months were really popular. I just thought it was an easy way for me to get into pattern writing. And it would be easy for me to write one, you know, the instructions for one block a month rather than an entire pattern. So it was really all about me. <laughs> You know, and then, you know, I was like, oh, wow, this is great. And I offered it free, you know, for the first month to try to bring some followers in. And then after the month was over, I think I, I had the pattern was a dollar or two dollars or something for that block. And and it just kind of um, grew from there. So, yeah, my my first experience getting in was was a block of the month. Wow. Sometimes that, you know, not knowing what a big undertaking it is, it's a blessing. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? It's that that pattern is is one of my more popular patterns still. So, um, you know, I after a couple of years, I think I rewrote it and cleaned it up and, you know, started to, um, you know, approach things a little more you know professionally and okay I'm gonna I'm gonna really go for this and and see how it goes for me so yeah that's how I got into it so with that first block of the month were you working with a local shop or was it really just you being independent and offering it on the internet and to whoever could find it yeah yeah it was just me on the internet offering it and um let me think i think i was posting i was posting i was blogging mm -hmm. and i was connecting through pinterest which was kind of up and coming but also craftsy had just begun at the time and they were allowing people to post patterns on their site. So I was kind of just at the beginning of some things, you know, evolving within the industry. Um, but also, you know, I had, um, there were blogs out there and there were ones I was looking at, you know, for um, advice in, in quilting. So I kind of knew what I liked in those websites. So, um, you know, I was trying to offer content that would bring people to my site, you know, mm -hmm. some free content or tutorials and those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, it was really, I mean, there was no Instagram at the time and I don't even know that people were really using Facebook. So it was really just blogging. And I was, uh, Pinterest really played a big part in my, um, 
my early days because I was getting a lot of traffic from Pinterest. And has that carried through? Um, possibly, but when I was starting, you know, which I'm sure you both appreciate, you know, you're kind of watching those things. You're like, oh, where are people coming from and how are they finding me? And, and you know, not that that isn't important today. It is. But I'm, I'm a one-person show and, you know, I have less time to kind of look back at those numbers. Um, so I would say it probably does. But... Yeah, I it was shocking to me how much traffic I was getting from Pinterest. So I was pinning a lot of content and trying to really um, put out some quality photos, you know, taking a lot of time to really make my photos look professional, uh, you know, from whatever camera I was using at the time. And, and now I'm just using my iPhone, um, you know, to to capture pictures because mm. they're so good <laughs> yeah yeah definitely use what you have um, yeah so were you offering any classes how you know how quickly did you move into kind of that teaching aspect or have you just continued to stay with the patterns and the block the month um, type thing? what i was doing was um I think I was trying to really build my following based on or or trying to to figure out how how pe how people are going to find me and what am I going to offer them you know because they're not just going to come to me you know if I if I don't have anything to offer so I spent a lot of time um building kind of connections to my site so I was participating in a lot of blog hops, you know, which were very, I mean, they're, they're still happening, but they were, they were more popular then, I think, or maybe one of the more popular streams, you know, now we have Instagram and Facebook and all kinds of things. Um, but at the time it was, you know, blog hops, I would participate um, if um, like a fabric company was offering some kind of, you know, promotion, like if you use their fabric to make something and, and then you would be featured. I worked a lot with um, the Warm Company. I made some projects for them. So I was really trying to build all these different avenues to or streams for people to, to find me. Um, and also, you know, writing tutorials and doing book reviews and, you know, all those things. Um, and just trying to create some, some good content also on my site. Sure. And I mm. still think that's very relevant for today. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because, and I'm feeling like I was thinking about this, you know, with the call coming up and I was like, I have been thinking for, the past several months that I really need to get back into doing some of those things and I enjoy them a lot and I have it's funny like just you know Andy and I talking about how we were roommates at SoPro like there's a, a 
you know, at least a handful of people from SoPro that mm -hmm. I still am in contact with, or I will see them in the, you know, pattern designer group. And it's just like kind of nice because it's a familiar face. Um, and um, it's, it's good to make those connections. So definitely. Yeah, relevant. it's wonderful when you can make those quilting friends that last. And, yeah. you know, even if you are not um, in touch regularly, you it's, it's yeah. kind of like having that childhood best friend that you can just pick up and right, continue right. that conversation. No, it's really nice. It's really nice. And, you know, I, I'm not um, super active on the Facebook group, but really more for time because... Mm -hmm it's just difficult to, to manage. And, you know, sometimes it's just a rabbit hole. Um, and I'm like, I'm trying to, you know, stay focused and get my projects done. And, and also sometimes, um, you know, it's, it's hard because you feel like you need to be doing everything. There are so many avenues that we could, you know, take in this industry and it, which is fantastic, but it also makes you feel as though you have to do all of them. And, um, I, I have had to remind myself in the past that, you know, okay, these are the things that I really enjoy doing these, you know, and, and, um, and I want to stay in that lane. And I don't have to do those other things. You know, I can do, you know, the, the, these things that I enjoy and I can do them well um, rather than trying to do, you know, multiple things and feeling like I'm, you know, dropping the ball. So it's, it's difficult to, to make those choices. What kind of collaborations have you enjoyed the most? Um... I have some, let's see, I've done a little bit of most things, I would say. Um, I have enjoyed working with fabric companies and um, it, what I find for myself to be challenging when working with a fabric company is I'm a scrappy quilter and I feel a little boxed in when I'm working with just like, even when, you know, I'll start a, a block of the month and I, and I have joked with some of the people who've done these block of the months with me because I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to use this fat quarter bundle for this year's block of the month. <laughs> and then like month two, I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Forget what I said last month. <laughs> Because I I really need to add this in this month because I just I love mixing things up, but um, every fabric company is a little different, and um, sometimes you know they want just a, a rendering of a design, um, you know, and like a design colored in their fabric, for example which is easier for me to do than to, you know, make, make a project and just work with, you know, a particular line of fabric. But 
I've done it and, and I, I love the end result, but it's just a little challenging for me because I like to start going to my stash and I think, oh, I know the perfect fabric that I could use here and nope, I can't. <laughs> so it just limits my creativity a little bit. Um, but I have um, some shops that I've worked with that have run my block of the month programs. Um, they're great. I, I work with or have worked several times with um, Quilt Mania magazine. They are fabulous to work with. Um, so, you know, every, I would say everything or every company or avenue always brings something to the table you know it always leads to something else and um you know either it's now or down the line or i mean even andy and i you know i wouldn't have predicted you know oh my gosh how many years ago now almost 10 years ago that you know i would be meeting her here on a podcast so you just never know you know yeah, yeah, life life and quilting takes some unexpected turns along the way. Yeah, and there's always yeah. always room for design variations there too. Yes. But a little improv spin on things. Right. Um, so you've had some big adventures recently over the last year or so. You went on a quilting cruise? Yes, I did. Um, it was only the second cruise I've ever been on. And, oh, wow. um, yes, I went on a quilting cruise with Stitch in Heaven out of Texas. And you Texas. were one of the teachers we're going to yes. clarify. Yes. Yep. Um, I was one of two teachers. Um, and it was so much fun. I have to say we had a blast. Um, I really wasn't sure what exactly to expect. And, you know, there there are challenges because, you know, I did a quilt show, like a trunk show for the group. And, you know, I couldn't bring everything, but, um, you know, I brought what I could. And um, so traveling, you know, I guess if you're traveling to a show, you'd be bringing quilts also. But, um, you know, I was traveling and, and bringing quilts for the, for the, the group to share and and teaching, you know, being on a cruise, and what would that be like, and, um, you know, how would I be feeling? <laughs> would I be seasick? <laughs> but no, it all was worked out great, and um, yeah, we had a, a really great time. It was so much fun, and I'm doing another one in May of this Ooh. year, of 2024, and also um, in March of 2025, which I'm excited about because it's my birthday and we're doing the, um, the Caribbean, the Easter, Eastern Caribbean. So that'll be a, a different cruise also mm -hmm. for me. So How yeah. Far, sorry to interrupt but yeah, I just I am trying to get a feel for how those 
quilting cruises work because you get kind of the best of both worlds. You get your cruise experience because you can still go do the excursions and yes. then you, you have a quilt retreat mixed right. in. So are, right. are they alternating days? How Explain yeah, for so folks that have never been. Sure, before. because I, I honestly didn't know either. Um, so the the quilting, first of all, the quilt room is pretty much open 24-7. Uh, cruising days when you're at sea um, are the like the teaching days. So um, what I would do, and I, I imagine other teachers might be a little bit different but similar, is I would go over, you know, a, a segment of what I was teaching in the morning, and then I would tell them, I'm, you know, I'm going to go over step two or part two or whatever at one o'clock. So I would kind of give them an idea of the day. People are primarily there for most, you know, in the quilting room for most of, um, you know, from morning till, you know, early dinner time. Mm -hmm. um, and they are able to come and go because there are shows going on. People might want to, you know, go up on deck or, you know, so everybody's kind of doing their own thing and you're able to get up and go out and come back and, you know, no problem at all. Um, but for the most part, most people were there, you know, for a good portion of those sea days during the day. Um, and, you know, as always, there are quilters who are, you know, hardcore and they are determined to get that quilt done. And some people make two because there are two teachers. Um, so you have an option. You can make one of the quilts. You can make both of the quilts. Um, the, so that's the first the first day of teaching. You know, I'm with one group. The second day that we're out at sea, not in port, um, the other teacher and I swap rooms and I, you know, go through everything with that, the second group. Um, and then, you know, the other, the, whoever's teaching with me will just kind of float back and forth and help people and, and, um, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing, you know, how smoothly and, it goes. <laughs> yeah, and you were um, cruising with Stitch in Heaven, is that correct? Yes. They yes. seem to be a very uh, experienced yeah, company. Yeah, I don't know how many years they've yeah, they've been doing it a number of years. I'm not even sure um, how long, but yeah, definitely they've. They run a tight ship and, um, you know, I got a course on, on the machines that we were using and, you know, how to replace the bobbins and the needles and, you know, troubleshoot and those kinds of things. So I could help the students with that too. And yeah, but it was, it was a fabulous experience as a teacher and, I think the quilters on the cruise had a wonderful time also. So, yeah, yeah it was great. So was That's this definitely... an opportunity 
Sorry, I had a question. Uh, yeah. Was this an opportunity that you had to apply for? Or did they reach out to you? Um, well, I had been working with um, Stitch in Heaven for a number of years um, through their Block of the Month programs. But they had put a call out, I think, in the pattern designer group asking who might be interested and I applied that way so that was probably um maybe in 2022 or maybe late 2021 maybe um and I think because you know I had a connection there yeah um but it was a total, you know, it was a different group of people that I had worked with because it was a separate group doing the block of the months. So, um, yeah, I was, I was lucky. I was very pleased to, you know, be part of it and experience it. Um, yeah. I love trying new things and, and now, this did, was a, did you get to, um, did you get to pick your pattern that you taught or did they kind no. of choose it for you? No, they um, they choose the pattern, and it can be one of your patterns or it can be somebody else's pattern. Which I'm teaching a juicy juice pattern on the next cruise, um, and you know while it's more beneficial if it's one of my patterns, um, my patterns I, I have a lot of block of the month patterns. Um, so they don't always, uh, work well for something like this. Yeah. Um, you generally want to keep the design fairly simple. Like you said, if you only have a day or, you right. know. So on my cruise, I would say there were, I think there were three or four, or I think there was, gosh, I can't remember three or four sea days. And then we had three port days. Um, and of course, you know, some people aren't interested in going into the ports. You know, they want to stay on the ship. And this is, you know, this is what they love to do. So, um, you know, there were people sewing on those days, too. But, yeah, the, the quilt projects need to be um, something that can be finished. Not necessarily on the cruise, but you know, relatively quickly. So, right. You're not going to do a lot of, um, you know, 25 piece English paper piecing <laughs> blocks. You know? Exactly. Yeah. No application. <laughs> right. And we're not, um, denigrating the simplicity because, you know, no. you can make, I'm looking at the quilt behind Tori. You can have a very stunning yes. quilt with very simple elements. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there is a definite market for that. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and I understand that um, a lot of my patterns are not, um, I don't want to say they're not easy there there's a lot to you know there's a, a lot of work I should say mm -hmm. um and um you know sometimes I think um I should make some easier patterns 
and or some more beginner friendly patterns, I should say. Um, but I do, I, I tend to make my quilts for myself and what I want to make. Um, and I'm fortunate that there are people who enjoy them and want to make them along with me. Um, I think I gravitate towards block of the month quilts because I like, I don't like to make the same block many, many times. <laughs> so like, <laughs> this is like the confessional here, the tell all. <laughs> but yes, I like to make different things and I love to applique and I like English paper piecing. I like all the things. And um, when I when I started quilting and writing patterns and um, I was taking tons of classes and learning every technique and and maybe I knew the technique but I wanted to see how somebody else was doing it and maybe it was the same and maybe it was a totally different you know way but um I I, I really was working on my own skill set and you know mastering you know one technique at a time and now i just i love to mix everything together i really do because um i don't want to say i get bored otherwise but i just like the freedom of being able to you know make what i want to make and, mm -hmm. and make it look the way i want it to look yeah yeah um, when I think about all those different techniques and things you can do with quilting, uh, I'm reminded of a lesson that Rachel Rogers shared. She's an author that Tori and I both have uh, followed. And she says, reminds us that you don't have to make money from everything that you like. <laughs> there, yes. You can have certain aspects of quilting that you just enjoy for yourself. You don't have to write a pattern for everything that you come up with. Right. But. Isn't it true? Like, you know, we could just like find a little joy in making something. And, you know, it, it, it does add an extra layer when you're writing, you know, mm -hmm. for sure. But I love that um, you found a way to combine all your interests into block of the month rather than yeah, sticking with it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's I, a great I way just, to put it together. Right. It's, I want to enjoy the process too. I want to make what I want and I'm just hoping somebody else likes it, but I'm not making it for my audience, you know, mm -hmm. so to speak. I'm not, I'm not trying to make it make something that I think my audience will like. Mm -hmm. I'm making things that I like and want to make. And usually there's, you know, a bit of a story behind some mm -hmm. of, you know, my quilts. And, um, you know, I started, let's see, I think it was 2016, actually, I was working on the Dear Daughter quilt. Mm -hmm. And I don't even remember where that idea came from, except I think my younger daughter was probably graduating um, and I was feeling, you know, I, I have this need to say things in my quilts. 
So I have been using words for some time um, in one you know, form or another. And so I, I just wanted to put all these little messages, you know, to my both of my daughters in this in this project. And um, that led to the Dear Diary quilt, which I made for myself, which was I had I had lost, you know, my father that year and things, mm -hmm. you know, it was just kind of a, a, an emotional year. And that was just a quilt I made for myself, just reminding myself of things. Mm -hmm. um, and and then I made the Dear Son quilt. And I have a couple more coming. <laughs> yes, I have two two more because I'm going to be a grandmother soon. <laughs> and um, I'll be making something for this little this little nugget and um and i have a friend one that i have been dying to make so i'm hoping that i get to that either later this year or maybe it'll be my block of the month for 2025 but it's it's a really fun design and i'm kind of dying to get to it but i have some other things in the pipeline yeah, <laughs> yeah it's uh one of those things that um, the creativity just kind of is becomes a hamster wheel. The more you're creating, the more ideas you have. And it just. I know I need to get them out. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sure, you know, many of the pattern designers are very similar, you know, and everybody, I mean, I think of it, you know, it's as an art and um you know creativity and a way to express myself and um i i have a lot of things that i would like a lot of projects i would like to do but i only go go so fast and i you know i work by myself you know like you both probably do and um you know there's only so much time in the day and my projects are not always quick, <laughs> but I enjoy, I enjoy them. So that's really the, the most important part. And, you know, I've started with the, the quilt cruise, you know, I've started doing a little more travel. And mm -hmm. this past year I did my first retreat in Italy. Yeah, um, tell us about that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was so fun. So um, I'll just go back and just give you a little bit of history. Um, so in 2021, uh, my sister asked me to go to Italy with her um, on a yoga retreat. And I was like, oh, geez, I don't know. This, you know like, this is a lot of pressure. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, I was like, okay, I'm not sure. Let me think about it, you know. Um, and, of course, this was after COVID. And, um, you know, so many of our lives changed. And, you know, we had been in lockdown. And this, um, you know, it was just a very difficult time. And I thought, okay, I'm, I'll go. 
So I went on this retreat. There were um, 10 of us. And I felt like a new, a whole new person when I came home. I did not even realize how much I needed it. You know, when you're so like in, you know, I don't know, autopilot maybe, um, and you're doing the things and it was like I had just like taken this big breath of air and um, it was fabulous. And I really felt like um, I wanted to somehow give that to somebody else. So I um, plan, I started planning this, I guess in 2022. Yeah, in 2022. Um, and it was, let's see, there was a group of 14 of us. And we had, you know, this, um, it was like a villa, but kind of like a private hotel to ourselves. And um, we had a wonderful time. So the idea behind it is we did incorporate yoga and um, I didn't teach, but I am able to teach. So I'm planning one for 2024 and I'll be teaching myself on it. Um, but it was really based on uh, culture, creativity, and wellness. Mm -hmm. And it's a retreat for women. And um, as part of it, we visited a, um, a uh, leather bag designer and got to go to her workshop and see, you know, her process and how she, you know, works with the leather. She also designs these, uh, she calls them kimonos, but they look a little more, they look kind of like a jacket, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, um, very cool and different pins and scarves and so she kind of walked through her whole process with us and it was very fun to see her workshop and the threads and like all these like familiar things to us um but it's just i wanted it to be a little bit of an opportunity to kind of just step away from your machine be with other creative people who you know are like-minded and add some wellness in so a little bit of downtime some you know great food um we did you know some olive oil tastings we went to a, a cheese farm we, we did a, a lot in a week but also had some some nice downtime so i have um another one coming up in um october of 2024 so, yeah, and, I'm thinking I may yeah. continue one a year. We will see. That just but sounds it's... amazing. And we will definitely have the information in our show notes for Thank people. You. Because that just sounds like, like you said, mixing those things just, I can't imagine that you wouldn't come home 
relaxed. Oh my god! And just ready. It's to... like really just viewing things with completely different eyes, and um, you know, I, I can't say enough about how how good it was for me and some of the other people. Um, and surprisingly, I had. Um, let me think. I had one, two. I had like three or four women in the industry that came. Yeah. So I wasn't really expecting that to happen, but yeah, it was nice. And yeah, I was very thankful. Yeah. For your yeah, future there's... retreats, are they all planned for Italy? Or are you thinking of going to a couple different countries? Well, they are not all planned for Italy. <laughs> but I do love Italy because I feel like that's where it all began for me and my love of travel and now and I'm also at a place in my life where you know my kids are grown and you know I I am able to do some traveling whereas before you know I I had too many responsibilities at home um but yes, I am. I am looking at um, possibly doing Morocco, and um, I would personally love to go to Iceland. That's been on my bucket list, um, and see the Northern Lights and do the Blue Lagoon, which is fabulous. Um, so, yes, but. 2024 is Italy and um, and then maybe 2025 we're doing something different. Very exciting. That just yes, is... it's a lot. It's it's more of a passion project. Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of a little side side business. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like we did. Um, I did give them a, a stitching project to do, but there's not a lot of time and mm -hmm. I think it's more enjoyable to um, go into somebody's studio there and see what they're doing. And for this, this uh, retreat in October of this year, we have um, some hands-on workshops planned with some local artists in, in Florence. So we are just on the outside of Florence we have a private villa and um, we have some fun things planned. I mean, it's definitely full of culture and art. Um, and also we might have a spa day <laughs> because that's important too. I, I really do feel, you know, I, I'm joking and laughing, but I really do feel like self-care is really mm -hmm. huge and we don't do enough of it and you don't realize you know till you till you get some or mm -hmm. you know practice it how important it is so sure. it, there's there's definitely some of that mixed in yeah yeah mm -hmm. well that's fabulous thank you so much for sharing all these wonderful details of your adventures i, I feel like i've been rambling <laughs> No, no, no. It's That's been fabulous. Great. It's been fabulous. But we do want to um, 
wrap it up with our rapid fire questions. Unless Tori, you had anything else you wanted to ask? I was before we... really, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I was really excited. I had one really big question. Um, Cause now my brain is going, if I want to travel somewhere, maybe I can do it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I'm just wondering, how did you find people to go with you? Um, I, I was just lucky enough that some of my followers, um, you know, from my website. So I posted it on my website and, you know, I told the story of, um, you know, why I was doing it, um, what I wanted people to get out of it. And, um, I was just really hoping that there were people who might want to experience something like this. And, um, I was fortunate enough to get people to sign up. I didn't really push it very much. Um, you know, as far as any, um, uh, like paid marketing, I guess. Um, but yeah, I was really, really lucky. It's, it's a small retreat. I think this 14 was our max and, um, they, you know, we were full. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a big undertaking, but it's a lot of fun. You know, it's, it's very rewarding too. Yeah. And you, you know, you make really great connections with people. So yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. That's amazing. Okay. I'm ready for your rapid fire. I think, <laughs> I think no hard questions. I, I may pass. <laughs> oh, they're easy. I think, I think they're easy. <laughs> our first rapid question or by rapid fire question is what color do you struggle with including in your quilts um probably red interesting yeah. i i'm i'm a purple I, I like purples oranges pinks blue yellow you know i end up i, I tend to use the the um i think they're called tertiary colors that are a little mixed, not, I, I tend to shy away from primary colors. Mm. Interesting. Um, and actually, I, I was trying to think if I could predict your answer on this one based on what you said earlier about scrappy, but I'm, I'm really not sure. Do you go for yardage or pre-cuts? I, I really, I would have to say pre-cuts because because I'm scrappy, I'm like, oh, I got to have a fat quarter of this or, you know, whatever. I kind of will go through the little fat quarter section and, and mm -hmm. pick out a few. I tend to not buy a lot of yardage. You'd be surprised at how small my stash is. Um, <laughs> but even though it looks small, it seems to go forever. Like uh, I can't ever get to the bottom of it. <laughs> right. I've been thinking I need to sell some of it or something. <laughs> Because I'm still including fabrics from, you know, when I began. Yeah. Yeah. I thought for sure she was going to say yardage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Our next one is, what is your favorite notion? 
my favorite notion is Roxanne's glue based it. I love that. And and maybe because I love applique. So if you're if you're a piecer, you you probably wouldn't ever have a need. But I use it all the time instead of pins. I have also used it for um, joining my backing fabrics, especially on the rare occasion that I might be um, matching a large pattern with the fabric. Um, there's a way that you can put them together and and glue it and um, have you know have the pattern match and have no pins to worry about sewing through or you know poking yourself. So I, I use Roxanne's glue based it all the time. All right. Very cool. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna jump around a little bit, Tori, yeah. give you a heads up. <clears throat> if not I can see a few, but how many quilts are in the room with you right now? Oh, <laughs> how many can you see? I don't even know. Well, what my, you see a few see blocks, but let's, <laughs> let's narrow it down to finished. I have nine quilts and four quilted pillows <laughs> and, and four gnomes, <laughs> four Christmas gnomes. Two of them are hatless. <laughs> Very fun. Yeah. Our next one is, what is the most rewarding part of your business? Oh, my gosh. The, absolutely the people. Um, especially doing the block of the months. I've had people come back and do, you know, multiple ones with me. And now we're like friends. Like, I feel like if they lived here. I'd be over there house sewing or <laughs> they'd be here. But, um, you know, in conjunction with that, the people who have done like my dear daughter, dear diary, dear son patterns, who have written to me and told me who they're making it for, why they're making it for them. You know, I love, love, love when people share those stories with me because it just feels really good because I feel the same and I'm so happy that somebody else, you know, has gotten that kind of joy out of it too. I hope people are documenting, especially with, as you said, your uh, family inspired and, and wanting to pass those messages on that, you know, yes, definitely label the quilt, but yes. then somewhere document the story of, you know, what, where where you made those meaningful connections because that's such yes. a beautiful part of your designs. I had, I just want to share one quick story. I had a woman, um, so when I did my dear daughter, the first one, um, as a block of the month, I finished it and, you know, it's it's a lot of work. So I finish it, the year is ending, people are sharing their pictures. I had one woman share a picture with her four granddaughters each holding up the quilt so she had made four during the year while I was making my one 
and um, she had their name on each one. I, I mean, I was just really like amazed by that, and, you know, and I, yeah, I love it. I love yeah, that part of it. That's really, really neat. Um, mm. And our last question, who is inspiring you right now? Oh my gosh. For quilting, it could be with some of your other adventures. Oh, that is hard. <laughs> um, well, I mean, this might sound silly, but my, my, my daughters, you know, I'm going to be a grandmother. I have two daughters. One is pregnant, and I just feel amazed by all the choices that she is making and seeing her sister, my other daughter, and, and like the love between them and how supportive they are of each other. I'm just like, my heart is just, you know, exploding. And it's probably on my mind because, you know, we have the the big baby shower coming up this weekend. And so this week I've been working on some games and graphics and stuff for, for, for that event. But yeah, my girls, um, you know, are, are very good to me and uh, inspire me because I think I wish I was, you know, as smart as they are. <laughs> And I was I there doing pretty well, Sherry. You know, you know what the thing is, and it's they have the whole world at their fingertips. Uh, you know, when we were younger or I was younger, the world was much smaller. We didn't have so much information, you know, like things seemed so much further away. So I, I just think that kids <laughs> I should say kids young adults these days have so much more at their disposal and Andy oh here she is you're back yeah but just... yeah so I mean that might be a corny you know <laughs> oh, it, not it's at not all quilt not at related all. but yeah well we we've seen how they have uh your family your daughters and, and everything have inspired you in your quilting life and in your business uh, ventures as well. So yes, that yeah. is a perfect answer. So oh, thank um, you, Andy. Of course. Now, before we leave, tell everybody where they can find you, your website. So my website is Rebecca May Designs. It's um, May is spelled M-A-E. Um, and yes, you can get, you can find me through, um, through my website on Instagram, on Facebook. I have, um, a Kajabi website where all my courses are for my block of the month. So I have, I do video classes there and yeah. Okay. Well, we will, um, let you go let people explore rebecca may designs online and thank you so much for spending time with us sherry and uh yeah. enjoy that new grandbaby in this new season of life and um, oh my God. best wishes for all your quilty travels thank you thank you so much thank you tori thank you andy 
what an inspiring conversation from someone who is literally traveling the world from her quilt adventures. Yeah, that was an amazing conversation. What was your biggest takeaway from Sherry's story? So mine was uh, to stick with what you enjoy. And if it's a lot of things, find a way to combine it. Combine it. <laughs> I love that. I was like, I love how she took, she had a love for all kinds of different ways to quilt and she put it all in block of the month. So she never has to make the same block like over and over and over again. She gets to stick with what she enjoys doing. And I thought that was a great, a great takeaway to take from, from her story. I mean, other than the traveling, which is like, mm -hmm. if you want to travel the world, then that's a great way to figure it out. Right. <laughs> a lot of work, like she said, but a way that you could travel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She just uh, really approaches everything, you know, with that attitude that if I like it, there's got to be, you know, at least a few other people that like the same thing. Um, so that yeah. is a good way to, to approach your, uh, your business efforts is to start with what you enjoy and then put that out in the world because you can attract those other people. Definitely. What were your biggest takeaways? I love that she is all about the community and the collaborations. And she managed to find the story in everything. You know, we saw that thread from her quilt designs that she's she's wanting to tell a story and engage and just bring people together, which I think is the most beautiful aspect of quilting. So I really applaud Sherry for bringing that out in her business and with her patterns. I have to agree. And you're right. She did bring that thread through the entire episode, everything that she talked about. She had a story behind it. That was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope our audience has found similar takeaways. Go ahead and leave us a comment on this episode with your favorite part. And if you'd like to go on some quilting adventures, there are lots of ways to make that happen. What a great discussion. If you enjoyed this episode of Quilting on the Side, please leave us a review on whichever platform you're listening. It can be iTunes, Spotify, or even our YouTube channel. And hit the subscribe button so you don't miss our next chat. Until then, remember to have fun in your business and do a little quilting on the side.